do it. Okay. <laughs> Holy Spirit, thank you for Matt and thank you um, for everything he's been listening and learning over these past few months in his role as YVV's community engagement person. And I just ask that our, our hearts and our um, ears would be softened to hear, hear his words this morning and that you'd be speaking to us individually um, and collectively as YVV as we hear what Matt has to bring. Amen. Good morning. I'm actually surprisingly nervous this morning. Um, I've found that over the last three months in my community engagement person role, that there's been many times where I've talked with Di and a few times that I've talked with the elders and I felt that what I've had to say could potentially be quite confronting. And uh, I've often thought, are you going to say it, Matt? Are you going to say what you think you need to say? And I've thought, yeah, I will. Thank you. And I've really thought, what, what is the worst that could happen? I'm on a 12-month contract <laughs> where I work, or I'm paid to work, 12 hours a week. So if I did something catastrophically bad or said something just so outrageous that Di and the elders said, you know, Matt, we're sorry, we're going to have to cut you loose now, I think, well, I'm not going to stop. I'm still going to have a roof over my head. And in some ways I feel that what I'm coming to you with this morning has a little bit of that feeling of significance attached to it where there might be one or two people this morning who feel a little challenged, even a little threatened, even a little angry by, by what I have to say. But I'm, yeah... Who, and who said that the men can't multitask? But I'm going to take the view that I think what I've got to say is what God's given me to say. And even if I've got that catastrophically wrong, I've still got a roof over my head. So, so that was the preamble. Let's get cracking. I am loving being deeply involved in the life of YVV. And honestly, if I wasn't, I would stand up here and say, I'm not loving being deeply involved in the life of YVV. You are, we are, I guess, a special group of people. And I'm thrilled that Father has placed me here with you for whatever purposes he has for us. And I'm excited to find this out together. So, meeting with the folks of YVV across the last three months has been nothing short of delightful. Really, it's been a privilege. People have um, been so welcoming towards me and appear to um, really welcome the creation of the community engagement role that I'm currently filling. This is very humbling. Thank you, YVV, for welcoming me into this role. Some of you here this morning know that I have some very... Uh, difficult personal circumstances that I'm currently working through. 
and it would be remiss of me not to acknowledge and thank you as a body for your love and care and support of me and my family um, as I navigate my way through some of these challenges. It is enormously appreciated. Three months into my role, I certainly remain thrilled to be entrusted with the role. So, the last few Sunday mornings, the standard of props that has been used has been increasingly high. That's good. Barry had his flame-throwing accoutrements. Steph was given away googly eyes left, right and centre. Karen had a tree. So this morning, in my attempt to keep the standards high, I welcome you to my personal art gallery. Now, I'm no art expert, and I have no desire to be. I do not know how to be. I do not, cannot, and refuse to do art speak. I refuse to make arty comments, such as... Are we there? We're almost there. Such as, this piece examines hesitation as part of the process of decision-making whereby the object is neither the object of objecthood nor the art object itself. It is, rather, the oblique object of the artist's intentions. Well, fair play to the person who wrote that, and I hope they, I hope they know what they were talking about, but I, I rather suspect they didn't. So for me, art, I like it or I don't like it. It resonates with me. Well, it doesn't resonate with me. It's kind of a binary arrangement, really. So I'm going to start with a little story, and maybe a piece of art. Just before my 50th birthday, nearly six years ago, I got off a train at North Richmond Station and I was walking to an appointment at Abbotsford Convent. I walked past a little art gallery and as I walked past this gallery, this particular piece was one of a series of eight pieces that was on display. in the window. And as I walked by it, just minding my own business, it caught my eye and I had to do a double take, step back, have a look at that picture. And I stood quite mesmerized by the picture as I saw my life in that picture, in art form, desperately not trying to do art speak here. But I could see the various aspects of my life what I was currently doing, what I was planning, where I'd been. I just sat, stood there, just amazed by, by the colours and the shapes and the workings of it. Went in, inquired as to the price. Whoa. <laughs> it was a lot. But in consultation with, with Isabel, um, we decided that if, I, if this piece really resonated with me to such an extent, perhaps we should invest in it as, a, as the ideal 50th birthday present. And that's what we did. We bit the bullet, took out a small mortgage and bought it. <laughs> and 
and all these years on, I'm so glad that I did. Because this piece has become something of a med meditative focus for me in some ways. I look at it daily. I see new shapes and patterns and forms and ideas in it all the time. So appreciate we can't all get a good look at it now, but I trust that afterwards you'll come and have a look at it and uh, maybe it'll speak to you too. We're going to come back and revisit that picture in a bit. So I'm three months into my role now. So this really is the conclusion of phase one and dare I say it, starting to move into phase two. So my first few months in the role have been all manner of wonderful, intriguing, fascinating, thought-provoking, backwards-looking, forward-thinking, revealing, caffeine-infused, caffeine <laughs> being warmly welcomed and appreciated, and I very much hope have seen me add in small part some of the gifts and abilities that Father has bestowed upon me. So to refresh the collective memory here, um, I'll briefly run through the primary objectives um, of the community engagement person role as outlined in my position description. It is to understand, support, maintain a commitment to the vision and mission of YVV Christian Fellowship, to develop the vision and mission of YVV specifically within the scope of the role and responsibility of community engagement, an ability and willingness to be an effective staff member in an ever-changing environment that requires flexibility while providing excellent administration support to lead pastor, volunteers, church and community. To work and report to the lead pastor of YVV and work collaboratively with the leadership team and elders. To establish and maintain healthy relationships with staff and volunteer team members by recognising their contributions and roles within the church. As I personally reflect upon these objectives in my time in the role to, to date, I certainly have a sense of satisfaction that I've achieved each of these objectives to a greater or lesser extent. As I stood here three months ago, I talked about wanting and needing to create something of an image of a family tree, wanting to understand, metaphorically speaking, who is who on the branches and who are the, who are the leaves on each tree limb and how does each tree limb relate to one another. And I think I've made some pretty decent progress on this front to date, but there's undoubtedly more to come. My intention is that I find the time and the space and the energy to meet with everyone who is a part of YVV and is the barest of minimums to at least know in small fashion every single person who makes up our church family today. So if I have not got to you as yet, uh, please do not be offended. And if you're keen to meet and talk with me, do please reach out to arrange a time to talk and to drink coffee together. So as I said, I'm employed for about tw to do 12 hours work a week. So how do I spend that time? So lots of conversations have occurred, lots of going and meeting with people in their homes and in cafes and then kind of incidental conversations that happen around Sunday morning or at the conference or in different things that we're doing. I spent a little bit of, t little bit of time with Jeff and Elisha Care on Friday mornings. I visited the Benners Home Group and I've begun attending the Tuesday Men's Group on something of an irregular basis. Di and I meet most Tuesday mornings to discuss plans and ideas and the progress of my role and other things. And Sunday mornings I'm typically here um, for four to five hours of my allotted weekly hours 
and have very rapidly become a jack of all trades, master of none, in terms of learning and assisting with our Sunday morning needs, including opening and closing up, sound set up and computer needs, which are occasionally terrifying. <laughs> but to coin an English idiom, in for a penny, in for a pound. Um, I was part of the Naturally Supernatural conference. Um, I was here from lights on till lights out on all three days, with some time at home during the body of the day too. And an important portion of my time has been used quietly in reflecting, writing, thinking, reading, and pondering all kinds of things. So what have I learned? Well, in what follows, there is no judgment attached to anything I am saying. This is all reflecting back to you as YVV, what I have seen and heard across the months. In this first phase, I have learned of the pain that some people have felt as YVV's home in Cave Hill Road disappeared. I've learned of the pain that some people have felt surrounding various iterations of YVV leadership across the years. And I've learned of some of the pain that people have felt as they have watched the number of people who call YVV home diminish over time. All of these things are tremendously significant to people and deserve proper reflection and examination. In many ways, being the new kid on the block has perhaps enabled me to see things from something of a helicopter view. I did not personally experience any of the aforementioned items. I was not part of YVV then. But it's helped me, I think, in part, to gain an overview perspective as to who we are as YVV community today. I'm learning that people want to be church together, want to do church together. But at times I think people are not necessarily quite sure what this means and what it might look like at this present time. In its simplest form, I see a key component of the job of community engagement person is about encouraging and motivating and equipping the church family to gentle action and acts of service. The motivation and desire already exist, there's no doubt about it, but perhaps people have become a little stuck along the way, particularly in these post-pandemic days. Again, this comment is observational only. Please do not hear it as judgmental. It isn't. Alongside hearing people's thoughts as to how we can become engaged in the local community, I think I have an opportunity to bring a couple of activities that were much loved pre-pandemic back into existence. Uh, the men's breakfast certainly being one that I've heard many men talk about with great fondness. So Matt, what are the community engagement ideas that you currently have cooking? Well, as Steph said, um, on Saturday, YVV Pongs for the first time, and that is exciting. Next Sunday, lunch by the lake is also gonna be exciting. Um, Rob Carter and I um, have just embarked on uh, holding an alpha course in term one of next year, and you'll be hearing a lot more about that two weeks today, I think. I've, dis I've started a discussion with Colin Warren as to how YVV might best be able to serve Mount Evelyn Primary School community in some capacity, particularly in the lead up to Christmas. All being well, you'll hear a lot more about that in the next week or two. Um, um, our Denise from here and I have met with one of the pastors from Lilydale Baptist um, talking about how we might 
get some of our folks involved in aged care facilities, um, doing some, some visiting, etc. So watch this space for that. Um, I pondered the YVV Elisha Care relationship and um, still, still gently exploring how the two entities become further uh, intertwined in one another's lives. There's something exciting um, with what Ian Whitehill and Prison Fellowship is all about and I would like for us to be able to explore that more deeply as we move forward. And as has already been alluded to this morning, tea and coffee, Sunday morning. It's seemingly such a small thing, but it's not, is it? It is all about community and people coming together. I love it. Thank you, Lola. I hope we can keep doing it. But there's undoubtedly more to come, and I need to hear your ideas, your thoughts, your dreams. I can help bring things to fruition, but only if I know what they are. So let's look at a few verses together. Verses about being the body together. All super well-known verses, nothing new under the sun here. What I ask you to do, I encourage you to ask yourself how these verses resonate with you personally. How you find yourself thinking about your personal relationship to his church, locally and globally. Please ask him what are the things that he has for you to contribute. Having spent time talking with so many of you here, I'm quite sure that there are some under-the-radar giftings that are just waiting to absolutely light up the radar. And this could only be a good thing for us as YVV and for the broader church. So I'll start by reading from 1 Corinthians. Now, obviously, I've got a, an English accent. Um, I can't really help that. But I just, have this, I just have this idea that when Scripture is read in an English accent, that it's somehow more... Weighty. <laughs> I don't know whether that's true or not, but I'm going with it. Let's see how we go. 1 Corinthians 12, 15 to 26. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they are all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, don't need you. Head cannot say to the feet, don't need you. On the contrary, these, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable and the parts that we think are less honorable we treat with special honor and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty while our presentable parts need no special treatment but God has put the body together giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other if one part suffers every part suffers with it if one part is honored Every part rejoices with it. So I'm not sure how we all hear these words from scriptures, Scripture, but they excite me. Especially, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them. Every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Not some of them, not most of them, but every one of them. So let's look at a human artist at work here. Steph, could you please... Um, 
could you please pick up the, the wall hanging? No? That one, yep. And maybe just show that around, yeah. So my, um, my late mother was a renowned, dare I say famous, maybe quilter in England. And she And she gave me this just before she died. And I know that there are many quilting ladies in the room. Oh, should stop myself there. There might be quilting gentlemen too. I don't know about that. But I know that there are many quilting... Miles, is that you? No. <laughs> I certainly don't want to... Be, I don't want to be accused of being sexist. I know there's many quilting ladies in the room. There are so very many parts in this quilt or this hanging, my mum placed the parts where she needed them to be for the work she was looking to create. There are 400 individual squares that are, in, that are inside the borders of this hanging. And if they could talk, one square could not say to another, nope, I don't need you here next to me. You're the wrong colour, you're the wrong pattern. The creator of the piece has placed the pieces where they are, just as she wanted them to be. And if God has placed us here, you here as an individual, I think it's reasonable to, to expect that he has placed you here for a reason. Thanks, Steph. Could you, could you please um, put the, that up in place of that? Thanks. So let's go to Ephesians 4, verse 16. Here we find Paul talking about the unity in the body of Christ and the significance of believers being part of one body. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. I'll read it again. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Paul is showing the church that each individual member is needed and each member is an integral part of the interconnectedness and the wonder of being the body of Christ. So when working properly, each part will build up the body in love. In a very human, slightly quirky way, I think that the alphabet works. Very similarly, each letter on its own, absolutely fine, good, no problem, but a bit useless. But when combined, when teamed together with its 25 mates, when held together, dare I say, by every supporting ligament, look out world, we have an alphabet on the loose. <laughs> and all words are up for grabs, even words in foreign languages, that's bizarre. I just want to spend a couple of minutes looking at some of the individual letters and I want to see whether they do need one another. It's a bit of a science experiment, really. Steph, what's your favourite letter? A. Why? It's the first one. It's the first one. It's a good letter, isn't it, A? It's a little bit standalone because it's a word in its own right. Nice one. Good letter. Give me a word, your favourite word containing the letter A. Alacrity. Alacrity. Now take the A's out of alacrity and what have you got? Alacrity. That's a rubbish Alacrity. word. It doesn't exist. It's a non-word. 
the A's are absolutely important, correct? Uh, please pass that to Helen. Helen, your favourite letter, please. W. W, okay. Is it a W or is it two U's? What's it trying to be? It's a little bit pretentious, the W, I fancy, but it's your letter, not mine. <laughs> give, me, give me your favourite word with W in it. Why? Because I've asked you to. <laughs> But there's another letter that thinks it's something it's not. Why? Thinks it's a question. Yeah. Yeah, why? So what would why be without the W? Hi? Yeah. Doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Glorious. Uh, can you please pass that to Robin Lola, please? That's good. So the W is absolutely needed. Pretentious as it is. Yeah. Rob, what have you got? Your favourite letter? F. F. <laughs> favourite word with F? I know. I... Wonderful. Wonderful. That is a wonderful word. Take the F out. What do you got? Wonderful. Rubbish. That's no word, is it? No. Absolutely. F is required. Yes. Needed. Lola, what do you got? Y. Letter Y. Y. <laughs> Letter Y. Y. Again, <laughs> slightly pretentious, but it's yours. And your word? Yacht. Yacht. Oh, yeah. Dreaming of Caribbean seas, yeah. So nice take, take the Y out of your yacht and what have you got? <laughs> Pat, what have you got? S. S. Solid, S. Susurration. Say it again. Susurration. You'd have to enlighten probably all of us as to the meaning of that word. It's the noise that the ocean makes when it's flat and it just comes in and wraps around the rocks, you know. Oh, <sighs> glorious. So it's a shh in in the so you've, out yeah, and around, you know. So. You've taken us all to a wonderful place, maybe a place partly with Lola's yacht. Yeah. But now, because you were so clever in naming that word, take out the S's from it and what yeah. do you have? Aration. Oh, another non-word. Letters need each other. We need one another. Thank you. So let's go to Romans. Humble service in the body of Christ. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it, it's, if it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So, Steph, could we have the colourful picture back, please? So we come back to where we started now, my colourful, playful, meditative picture. The individual pieces of this picture do not all have the same function, yet each piece is inextricably linked to one another. There is not, there cannot be one part that stands alone. So let's stretch this thought just a touch further. Some of these colours and shapes might be teaching, some might be serving, some might be prophesying, some might be encouraging, but all are required. Sure, 
they might not all have the same function, but for this to occur, for this to work, they are all required. Sometimes at moments across the last three months of, of me being in this role, I've looked at this picture and thought, that's us. That's why VV today. All different, all required, all adding something somewhere. Some of the shapes and colors are known, but I suspect that if we look at the picture a little longer, we will start to see new shapes and patterns emerging. If you can think about this and choose one piece of the picture as representing you, your life. Look at the myriad of ways that your piece might interconnect with other pieces directly around it. But not only that, look at how it might connect with other pieces seemingly far away in the picture. Perhaps pieces of different shapes or sizes or colors, but all somehow wonderfully connected because this is what the artist intended. So I find myself now, three months on, entering phase two. And if phase one was largely spent thinking, plotting, planning some activities, I see that phase two will involve a little bit more of actually bringing these ideas to fruition, starting on Saturday as we pong together. So some of my ponderings. Most of you all know who I've met with that I carry um, a notebook around with me at all times and you'll often see me scratching notes away in it. And a couple of the questions that I have forever, I've, well, forever, these last three months found myself writing in my notebook. Who are we as YVV in 2023? And what does it mean to be a part of YVV in 2023? These questions surely deserve and require significant thought and exploration. They appear to me to be pivotal questions to be answered. And now, right here, right now, is not the, is not the moment for this. An interesting observation that I've, that I've made across the months is around the number of people who attend here, YVV, each and every Sunday morning. There's relatively few people who are here week in, week out. And I understand that there's a myriad of reasons why that might be the case. And this observation might not necessarily be an issue worthy of exploring further. But it might be too. I don't know. When I think of that question, when I see people who are here every second, third, fourth, sixth Sunday, that brings me back to that question. Who are we as YVV today? Are people feeling a part of who we are and what we are, whoever and whatever that might be? This is not a question I can independently answer, but I think it is an, I think it is an important question for each person to ask themselves and for us to answer corporately. I continue to ponder what I consider both the blessing and the struggle of not having our own church building. My early thoughts are that our MEX existence creates both opportunities and challenges for us. 
I certainly feel a sense of excitement and anticipation to see how this issue of home plays out for us. So to conclude, we need one another and we operate better or at our best with one another. Let's be bold in being and doing together. So my final encouragement to us all this morning is to ask Father for opportunities for us to be and to do together. To ask him for opportunities for us to serve and to create and to play and to bring his goodness, to bring his kingdom to our little patch of the earth. Thank you. Um, I've just conferred with Matt. And um, we would love if you would like to take a couple minutes just on your own um, to reflect and think about um, your role here at YVV and your place here at YVV. Just take the time now after hearing Matt to do that individually.